Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in. Wednesday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us as we move right along through the week. It was nice last night to have NBA back. I saw some of the Warriors and Lakers late night. And how about the baseball playoffs? These games have been close and exciting. And even like last night when the final score really wasn't that close, all the offense and all the excitement late in the game, uh, eighth and ninth innings, just really fun to watch. So have been enjoying some of that as we transition from the summer uh, to the winter right here in the middle of the fall right now with a little playoff baseball and the start of the NBA basketball season. And as I always say, some of those markers, those starts, and those playoffs in baseball mean that we are closer and closer and almost there to the start of college and, of course, high school basketball a little after the beginning of college hoops here in early November. So we've almost made it to the best time to be a native Hoosier which I think is uh, the winter months. Uh, The weather may stink a little bit, but uh, basketball is what we live for, at least so many of us, whether it's at the college or the the local level or both, and uh, getting ready to enter a very, very good time. And uh, glad to see lots of excitement around IU basketball once again. Let's hope that things get off for uh, to a good start for Coach Woodson and staff coming up here early next month. Let's take a look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one here in just a few moments. We'll begin today with our Zaxby's headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. Later in the hour, we've got a different guest today. His name is Coach Garrett Weiniger. He's the head coach at Fishers High School in Metro Indianapolis, and we're going to talk with Coach Weiniger today about 2025 prospect Jalen Harrelson, who has just received an offer from IU last week, and earlier last week he received an offer from Maryland. He's got all sorts of interests and is really on the radar very early on as a freshman prospect in our state. And we'll talk about Jalen, his game, and and what's attracting coaches uh, with his coach, Garrett Weiniger, coming up a little bit later. But I'm also curious about uh, college coaches getting, it seems, even more active with younger prospects. It's uh, it's happening now, the, the summer heading into their freshman year, and scholarship offers that were used to be reserved for upperclassmen, juniors and seniors, now going out even to freshmen and sophomores on a much more regular basis, basis especially freshmen. You used to never see uh, scholarship offers except for just an exceptional player on a rare occasion uh, from a Division One school go out to a freshman, but that's beginning to happen more and more often. So Coach Weiniger of Fishers is with us to talk about about his standout, who's going to be a fun player to follow in high school basketball for the uh, next upcoming season.
seasons. And that's one of the things that I get a lot of feedback on is when we have recruits, uh, potential recruits, or even their high school coaches on, uh, those seem to get as much traction as anything we do on this program. And last week we had Trent Sisley's coach on from down at Heritage Hills, and he's a big prospect. IU was at Heritage Hills yesterday to watch uh, Sicily and the Patriots work out, I understand. And so today it'll be time to go to central Indiana and learn about another big-time freshman prospect uh, potentially in our state in uh, Jalen Harrelson. So that's coming up later with Coach Weiniger of uh, Fishers. And then later in the hour, always on Wednesdays, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, will join me. And I don't even know where to start with Josh. We've got so much postseason activity going on in high school sports in the fall seasons right now. It's almost unbelievable. It's been a busy, busy two weeks from a high school perspective, and it's going to get even busier with football sectionals beginning for most area teams on Friday night. There are some locals that have this Friday off and move on to week two of the playoffs. And then, of course, volleyball. Their regionals are this week. Charlestown hosting what should be a really fun day of volleyball at the Charlestown Sports Arena. So we'll talk all of that, our local successes over the weekend and so many different sports and more coming up with Josh Cook. And that segment with Josh each week is presented by our friends at Major League Shirt Company. So that's coming up here in just a bit as well. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service, it's still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Let's get into our Zaxby's headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. More bad news today for IU football. Yesterday it was announced that wide receiver Deshaun Brown has entered the transfer portal, and you might remember he came to IU from Racine, Wisconsin, and was a member of IU's 2019 recruiting class. He changed to a wide receiver once he got to Indiana. He did not play in 2019, was a two-time offensive scout team player of the week, and then going into the 2020 season a year ago, he appeared to be you know, somebody that was really going to be on the right track for this program moving forward. But he's entered the portal, uh, a promising prospect at one point in his career, maybe not as much here recently. Uh, but again, we're seeing some defections for whatever reason uh, in this uh, from this program, whether it's playing time, whether it's maybe the, the disappointing record in season so far. And I think it's interesting that you know there's always been movement in college sports, uh, basically with every team from season to season. But we're seeing it announced, I think, on a more regular basis in the middle of the season. At least we have so far this college football season. Normally things like this wait till the end of the year. You assume a player may not come back because of playing time or other issues, but it's typically not made public and they typically don't enter the transfer portal at least the last few years that it has existed until the conclusion of the season but the world we're in right now when things aren't going well and again I'm not saying this about Deshaun Brown he, he could have some circumstances that we don't know about but across the game right now we're seeing more players in the middle of the season uh, declare on their social media accounts or the school announcing it or whatever that they are entering the transfer portal immediately. So again, we've said transfer portal has changed college hoops and football as well. I think there are some real positives to it uh, for players and for programs. I think there's challenges like roster management for coaches. It makes it even tougher, and I think it uh, and worry a bit that it hurts high school recruits in some situations getting opportunities uh, at the correct level coming out of high school in the prep process. But uh, again, now we're seeing it be something that's a year-round deal almost where players are defecting because that portal is open. 
and that portal is there in the middle of the season. But IU football with another midseason uh, announcement that a player is going to leave the program and enter the transfer portal. Also, NBA basketball last night. I mentioned the uh, the Golden State. Uh, they're my favorite team. I like how they pass and move the ball. Uh, they played the Lakers last night. Great to see NBA back. But six IU guys, and we talked some about this yesterday in the NBA uh, for opening night rosters. A lot of teams or a few teams opened last night. A lot of teams are going to open tonight. And I think there are a couple that open uh, later this week. But OG Ananobi of Toronto, uh, former Hoosier, of course, we, we discussed yesterday what his pro uh, career is looking like and the promise that he has, probably more promise right now surrounding his NBA future than any other former Hoosier in the league at this moment. Thomas Bryant back with Washington again this year, had a knee injury last season, expected to return, I believe, sometime in December uh, for Washington. Eric Gord has been really solid at Houston. There's no question about that. Romeo Langford, of course, locally, he's the biggest uh, star in the NBA that we have to cheer for and follow, and this could be and should be a defining year for him. Year three after this year, does he get another NBA contract? Uh, that is the contract that can really set you up for the rest of your life. And does he get a regular rotation spot? I think that's the right way to describe it. A regular rotationals type spot for the Celtics roster this season. Uh, that is what we're waiting to find out. He had a great preseason. He had a good summer league in Vegas. Lots of good reports. The Boston media writing a lot about Romeo, talking about his contributions to the team. But with the stars coming back, I know Jalen Brown, I think, maybe is questionable for tonight because he's going through the COVID protocol and recovering from having COVID, I believe. Uh, but we'll see tonight uh, what sort of playing time and role that Romeo has. And I think we'll find out this week and next week in these early regular season games, is Romeo going to get a little bit of time or no time? Or maybe has he moved himself into being a six, seven, eight man type player in the Boston Celtics rotation. I think that's what we all hope for for him as he enters a big year number three. Of course, Vic Oladipo down at Miami, he's going to be sidelined until later in the year as he recovers, but expected to be part of the Miami Heat later this year. They have an opportunity to be really good in the Eastern Conference, and Cody Zeller, we've discussed him a few times already in the preseason. I think it was his first game, first preseason game, maybe even the opening night of preseason basketball a few weeks ago. Zeller with a pretty bad hit to the nose, and it looked bad during the game. And uh, he is going to be out for a while with surgery, but uh, mask up and we'll have the chance to come back before you know it and play for the Trailblazers. Also, a headline note on IU women's basketball. I think we'll be talking more about the IU women a little bit on the show this season uh, because they are set to have a good year, and at least the national rankings uh, believe that they're going to have a good year. The Lady Hoosiers, number eight in the AP Top 25 that came out on Tuesday. The men's poll released on Mondays, the women's on Tuesday, and IU number eight. That is the highest ranking in program history. Uh, so big stuff for Coach Morin and the women. Of course, they're on the heels of an NCAA Elite Eight appearance last season, and they have won six straight 20-win campaigns, 20-win seasons. That is 
very impressive. And I guess what has everyone so high is IU returns all of their starters uh, for the 21-22 women's college basketball season. So I think it's safe to say some good moments ahead for IU women's basketball. They were really fun. I got, kind of got into their games late in the year, especially in the NCAA tournament like so many others. The men's team was was out or did not make the tournament. And, of course, the women still playing all the way to the Elite Eight. Had a real close battle there for much of the game, a chance to go to the Final Four. But maybe they'll have a Final Four-type season uh, this year, but fun stuff from IU women's basket, basketball a year ago, and they are expected to be uh, strong once again this year. Maybe their best team ever. High school football this week, 5A sectional 16 gets underway with a big rivalry game. Jeffersonville 3-5 and five on the season at Floyd Central 3-6 and six on the season. When these two met a few weeks back in the regular season, it was a really good game. There's no reason to think that the sectional matchup won't be any different. The winner of that game will take on the winner of or will take on New Albany, who gets the bye in week number two of the sectionals. Seymour and Bedford will play also on Friday night. 4A, looking just at the local teams uh, that are playing in that sectional. Martinsville travels to Silver Creek in their opening game of sectional play on Friday night. And then moving down to 3A, that's where Charlestown, who had a nice regular Regular season, seven and two, the record. Lots of wins in a row. I think it was seven in a row for the Pirates after they lost their opening two of the season. They host Greensburg, who has a three and four record. So it's Pirates against Pirates as well, by the way, in that game. Charlestown a chance, I think, to make a little noise in that sectional, advance on uh, maybe further to the championship game. There's some other good teams, but Charlestown uh, would be one of the favorites. Brownstown nine and zero is the favorite in three A sectional thirty one. Class two A Providence four and five on the season. They've had some good moments this year. They play at Switzerland County, who is two and six. So the potential there for Providence to advance into round two of sectional play. Clarksville's in that same sectional. They're 2-7 and seven on the year. They host Mitchell at 3-5 and five on the season, so that should be a competitive game as well. And in 1A, Rock Creek just 1-7 this season. They have a, a pretty tough opponent. West Washington is 3-4, and four, but they've got a really good football program across the board, so that will be a challenge as well for Rock Creek in the 1A sectional locally. A couple IU basketball recruiting notes. Xavier Booker, his official visit, junior year official visit, that is, uh, he, it starts today at IU, and uh, we're going to talk with his coach, Jason Delaney, coming up very soon here in future programs on the show. And also, I mentioned earlier that uh, IU was down at Heritage Hills uh, in southwestern Indiana yesterday to watch freshmen stand out six foot seven Trent Sicily, who we profiled last week here with his high school coach, Nate Hawkins. So uh, the Hoosiers down in the, our area, our neck of the woods, about an hour and a half or so to our west, uh, watching one of the big-time freshmen in our state. That's a look at our headlines for this Wednesday edition of the program. A reminder that the Zaxby's uh, headlines are brought to you each day, and also the Thornton's text line is open as well. We would love to hear from you. You can send in your questions or comments for our guests. Maybe it's something about IU basketball, IU football, uh, 
Text it in to 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. And maybe it's a thought on high school football this Friday night, or you want to give a shout-out to one of the local teams having success in another sport this fall, moving through their playoffs as well. Send us a text on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. And you can download the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today for great offers and savings every day on fuel at your local Thornton's. We'll head to a quick break. We're back with Coach Garrett Weiniger of Fishers High School in central Indiana, the Indianapolis area. We're going to talk about his big-time freshman prospect, Jalen Harrelson, and we'll do that next. IU offered him a scholarship last week. He is really emerging on the Division I radar in the recruiting world, and we'll get the insight from his high school coach next here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, welcome back into the show here on this Wednesday program. Don't forget you can send in your questions and comments on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. That's 502-414-1450. And don't forget that Thornton's is the perfect stop for all of your best pick-me-up items you need each day to get your day started, like their fresh coffee and delicious donuts as well. One of the uh, most, uh, I think, feedback we get is when we have on recruits or recruiting targets of the Indiana Hoosiers and even their high school coaches. And last week we had a chance to catch up with Coach Hawkins, my friend from down at Heritage Hills, and learn about Trent Sisley, who's already on the radar in the freshman class. That's the 2025 class here in the Hoosier State. And today we get to go to central Indiana and talk with Coach Weiniger, Garrett Weiniger, a young coach in our state uh, that has a big-time freshman prospect as well that Indiana just recently offered a scholarship offer to. His name is Jalen Harrelson. And, uh, Coach, great to have you with us today. We look forward to learning and seeing here before too long uh, Jalen play. Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Coach, uh, you're a young coach in our state, but you've had some big jobs and you've had some success as well. Uh, how about it? You're number two at Fishers, and you get a chance to coach a guy like Jalen who's getting all sorts of interest this early in his high school career. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was at Warren for four years, three as an assistant, and one as a head coach, and, and you know, we had some really good players. So, I've been blessed throughout those those four years, obviously, and then now in year two at, at Fishers to have really good players, and that's what's that's what's made us successful. And and Jalen's going to be, you know, one of those guys who falls in follows that you know that path, and he's got a chance to really be a big time player. Well, early on, college coaches identifying exactly what you said that he is going to be someone that plays the, at the next level at a high level. What catches uh, coaches' eyes? Is it something about his development, his body? Is it his game? Is it a combination of both? What is he doing so well so early that has got him on the radar in a big time way? Yeah, the, the body obviously stands out. You know, being being fourteen and being six six with a you know six seven wingspan and. I think they test him at like a 38 and a half inch vertical and just his length and size at that age is, is pretty impressive. And then to be that size and, and really be like a, a point guard or, you know, a true point or a two guard 
to be that big and that long and to be able to play that position as skilled as he can already, obviously it, it catches the attention of, of coaches just with the potential that he has. Um, he, he can really handle with both hands and get to the basket, and then he, and he's a really good passer. I think that's what's the most underrated thing about him is he sees the floors really really well and, and can really hit his teammates on time and on target and is a willing passer and is, is a good distributor. Coach, if I'm not mistaken, I know he's had uh, some interest here for a while, but was his first big-time uh, Big Ten-level offer, was it Maryland that came in maybe early last week? Is that close? Is that right? Yeah, Maryland offered, and then um, IU came in a day or two after that. I got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. And uh, lots of interest for him so far. It's very early in the recruiting pros- process. You've been around, as you mentioned, a number of big-time players at your coaching stop so far. Are you surprised at uh, coaches, even from high major programs, getting involved and even offering scholarships to players at such a young age? It used to be years back that offers were reserved for juniors and seniors, and then sophomores and their recruitment became more uh, involved, it seemed, and now it's even going down to scholarship offers at the freshman level. Yeah, you know, anytime a guy gets a a scholarship offer before he plays a high school game, I think that's still going to be pretty rare you know in that in this class in indiana you basically have him and 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 trent sisley like you you mentioned in the intro that to have those offers so i think it's pretty rare but with both of those guys i mean you can see that they're already their size and their ability already translates pretty well so i'm not necessarily surprised um i think it takes a special a special prospect to get get attention that early but i think both those guys you know definitely deserve it Garrett Weininger, he's the head coach at Fishers, joining me, and we're talking about freshman prospect Jalen Harrelson here on this Wednesday program. When coaches come in, what what do you hear from them that they like? And the second part of this question is, what does Jalen need to do as he develops through his high school career at Fishers to uh, be a, not just a college-level prospect in the Big Ten, but maybe ready to play right out of the gate? Yeah, I mean, obviously his size and ability, they like his, his willingness to pass like I talked about. And then a lot of coaches have just commented on just his overall joy for the game. You know, he's always got a smile on his face. He's, he's just He looks like he's having a good time playing basketball. You know, multiple coaches that have been in have just commented on, man, he's really got good energy, good personality. He, he's, he's, you know, he's personable when the coaches talk to him. All those things really stand out when you're talking about a 14-year-old kid. You know, Jalen is – is a young freshman. He he really could be an eighth grader. So he's he doesn't turn 15 till April. So the sky is really the limit as far as his development. Um, as far as things to work on, obviously just being young, he needs to get stronger. You know he can attack the basket at a high level, but to be able to finish, you know, in the Big Ten and, and even at, at high level 4A in high school, he's just going to need to get stronger, get physically stronger, so he can handle contact. And then we're just working on developing his jump shot to a really high level. He's a He's a capable shot maker and three-point shooter, but we just want him to take that to the next step. So, so strength and then and then his shot, you know, becoming high level are the two two biggest things we're working to develop. Coach, uh, there's no question your schedule at Fishers and in the Indianapolis area will challenge Jalen and your team and really every prospect and team in that area. Just uh, Indianapolis high school basketball right now and most years is amazingly tough with lots of high major prospects. And I've got your schedule up in front of me right now. You start November 23rd on the road at Indianapolis Ben Davis and as you just go down through the listing there, it really gets no easier. You guys play the best of the best. Yeah, we obviously our conference will be really tough this year. Um, and then in year one, we added Lawrence North and Carmel in our first year. We added the schedule. And then this year, we added Carroll and Homestead. Homestead will be a top four or five team in the state, you know. So 
So I think we'll play a top five schedule and it'll be a good opportunity to test us and prepare for the sectional and, and a good opportunity for Jalen to, you know, make that leap. Obviously going from, from AAU and, and playing against your age group to playing against the best 17, 18 year olds in the state, it'll definitely be a challenge, but I think, you know, our team will, will be prepared for it. Fishers coach Garrett Weiniger, my guest, talking about 2025 prospect Jalen Harrelson. Uh, coach, you know, I, I mentioned you're young, and I've mentioned that a couple times because you are. You're really young head coach that has had some outstanding jobs so far. And so I'd like to get your opinion, your your thoughts on Mike Woodson and the IU coaching staff. You have been around basketball for many years as a player and then more recently as a coach. You've been around the summer scene as well, so you get the recruiting prospect and you bring a, a different perspective because of your age to things. When Mike Woodson was hired and as you've got to know him and maybe some of the assistants as they make connections with high school coaches in our state and as they begin to recruit uh, Jalen and offer him a scholarship, I know there's going to be lots of conversations still to come, but what's what's been your feel so far for the IU? coaching staff and how they've been received uh, in the Indianapolis area and really throughout our state by high school coaches yeah I think when it comes to when it comes to coach Woodson you know I, I think obviously he has a great amount of respect just from who he was as a player at IU and then what he's been able to do in the NBA and and then just you know his personality he's a guy who's who's easy to talk to and I think he's gonna you know have a ton of respect in the state and then you go to his staff. I think I used to put together one of the best staffs in the country now with what they have. And then just the excitement coming off the, the games in the Bahamas, you know, just obviously it's a work in progress and not a lot of practice at that point, but seeing the way they're playing, the tempo, you know, the spacing on offense and, and just seeing some things in those games that, you know, point to good things and good progress. And then you try to project that out over actually having a few months to practice and, and, you know, I, I think it's going to be pretty special. So I, I'm really excited about it, just being in state. You know, I'm an IU fan originally, but now as you get older and become a coach, I just kind of root for all the, all the schools in state. And, you know, obviously Coach Painter is doing great things at Purdue and will have a top-10 team. And then, you know, IU with Coach Woodson and their staff being able to build that up back to where, you know, we'd like IU to be. I'm just excited to be able to, you know, sit back and watch it this year. Most definitely. Coach, I'm amazed almost any time we have a recruit on or uh, you read about a a player cutting his list uh, of schools he's considering – Making the NBA, uh, getting to that highest level is always something that is brought up when talking about uh, why they chose a school or why schools are still on their list. And with Coach Woodson, you mentioned his NBA time and obviously his time at IU as a college prospect. But to to these big-time players, whether it's your freshman, Jalen Harrelson, or whether it's someone someone in another grade, another school in our state, it comes up with each player that is so important today to the players to be coached by someone uh, that whether it's a head coach assistant coach someone that knows the pathway uh, to that NBA level or maybe has has been there as a player or a coach themselves yeah I think anytime you can go to a guy even even look at like a a Trace Jackson Davis you know we looked at the end of last year and a lot of people thought he was going to leave and then obviously that changed with Woodson I think when, when Coach Woodson can come in and say, you know, here's the list of the players I've coached, whether it be Carmelo Anthony or all these guys, the list of guys he's been around and, and just the things he's been able to do, not only here are the connections I have, but just here's the style of play we're going to have that's going to translate to the NBA. I mean, I think that's going to be really attractive to, 
to any player who has aspirations to play at that level. No question. Coach, we know all about Jalen just as a freshman, but uh, tell us, you've got a tough schedule. Uh, Fishers is a really big school in the Indianapolis metropolitan area. What else do you have to go with Jalen, and what kind of season uh, are you guys setting up to have? Yeah, we're really excited for this year. We have uh, four four of our five starters who, who started in the sectional last year back um, really six of our eight eight players from the year before. We have our school's leading scorer, and obviously we've only been a school since 06, but our school's leading scorer is a 1,000-point scorer, and Jeffrey Simmons is back for his senior year. He's a big-time tight end, had IU interest, and he's committed to Miami of Ohio to be a football player, but we'll have him again this year. He's our school's leading rebounder and, and scorer, so a nice piece inside with him, and then we have two senior guards back and a junior guard back who all started, so we got, uh, you know, a deep team. I think that's our strength is our, our, our depth. And, and if we can get everybody to buy into their roles and, and figure out how all the pieces fit, I think we can be pretty competitive. So we're excited to build on last year. Last year we we split for the conference for only the second time in school history. So some things going in the right direction. And, and we just hope we can get through a whole season without getting quarantined. Last year we had two 14-day quarantines that kind of set us back each time. So just hoping to get a healthy season and a – year practice in. Absolutely. That's Garrett Weiniger. He's the head coach at Fishers, also the coach of big-time 2025 prospect Jalen Harrelson, who IU offered uh, a scholarship to last week. Coach Weiniger, uh, great to catch up with you first time on the program. I'm sure it won't be the last. It's been fun to watch your progress through the game in our state and uh, very appreciative of your time and uh, telling us a little bit more about Jalen today. Appreciate it, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, Garrett Weiniger, the head coach of Fishers, with us here in segment two today. We'll head to a commercial break. We'll come back, and uh, when we come back, Josh Cook, the sports editor of the News and Tribune, will join for his Wednesday segment. We'll take a look at local sports in the area. We'll begin to talk about sectional football that begins on Friday night and lots of other sports as well. Volleyball headed into a big weekend, the regional round taking place across the state. There are a couple local volleyball regionals as well, so we'll cover a lot of ground with high school sports next. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back here on this Wednesday show to talk some local sports with Josh Cook. He's the sports editor of the News and Tribune. And this segment each week is brought to you by Major League Shirt Company. They offer custom apparel to meet all of your needs, including T-shirts, uniforms, corporate wear, and promotional items. Let Major League Shirt Company outfit your team or organization today. You can visit mlshirtco.com to find out more. That's mlshirtco.com. Com. Josh, we have so much activity right now in local sports uh, on the high school level. We're getting ready for football this Friday night, the opening week of sectional play in football, and so many other sports are moving through their respective state tournaments as well. But let's start with high school football, and I think we start with Floyd Central and Jeff, a rivalry game to kick off the local 5A sectional. And when those teams met a few weeks back in the regular season, it was a very fun game. Yeah, it was nothing. 
0-0 at halftime, and then uh, uh, they they both scored scored points in the second half, and, and Floyd Central came back and won 20 to 13. So yeah, it's uh, it definitely should be an interesting game. You know, it's the, the fifth time in the last two years these two teams have played, so uh, they 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 should know each other pretty well. Um, Floyd's won three of the three of those games, but uh, Jeff won the one that mattered last year in the tournament. So. You know that that was a that was a big surprise. Jeff beating Floyd Central in the semifinals, and then uh, on the way to the sectional championship. So, you know those, those two teams have played some good games over the last two years. So hopefully, it'll be another good game this Friday night. Yeah, no question. And moving down to four A sectional twenty three, Silver Creeks had another solid year, five and three this season. They will host Martinsville, who has almost an equal record. The uh, Artesians are 5-4 and four this season. That should be a really good first-round game, and I'm not sure that people realize as good of uh, football as Silver Creek has been playing, especially yet last year with that great season they had. Uh, they're in a sectional that covers a lot of mileage, a lot of distance with some of the opponents that are brought in or that they have to go play. And that sectional, of course, is headlined by East Central, uh, who is really good in 4A football. They've won a couple state championships, I do believe. And so it's not been an easy postseason at all for the Dragons. They've met some really good competition there in recent years, despite how good their football program has been. Yeah, they, they've played uh, East Central, I think, three times in the last uh, four or five years in the sectional. So, yeah, it's they've had a tough road. But, um, you know, this year they, they've got, uh, I believe, a winnable game against Martinsville, it won't, it won't be easy, of course, but, uh, you know, I think they've got a chance to win. And then, uh, you know, after that, I don't know, they might be able to make it to the sectional final. We'll see. But, uh, you know, it should be a very competitive game. Uh, Silver Creek, you know, they've, they've lost three games, but, you know, they, they've all they've all been close. I mean, they've, they've, lost by, they've lost their three games by a total of ten points. So, you know, they could very easily be um, – Eight and zero at this point, but uh, but Martinsville's not going to be a pushover. Martinsville's really good. Uh, they've lost two in a row, but one of those losses was to Mooresville, which is also in that in the sectional, which you know is crazy. Like you said, that they've got East Central down by Cincinnati, and then uh, Mooresville up by Indianapolis. So they're are, uh, in the sectional, so it's definitely it's definitely a lot of travel involved in the sectional. But uh, uh, I think it should be. I think Silver Creek, you know, could could have a chance to make it to the final, but you know they have they'll have to play really well to do so. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. This segment brought to you by Major League Shirt Company. Three A Sectional Thirty One. Charlestown host Greensburg. A very winnable game for the Pirates on uh, Friday night, and I think that the Pirates, uh, at least on this show, I probably haven't given Coach Hawkins as much love as we should, but seven wins in a row after an 0-2 start against some tough opponents early on. Uh, they are playing good football, and uh, they've got their sights set on making a run, I'm sure, in this sectional beginning on Friday night. Yeah, seven wins in a row, very impressive, you know, um, after those first two losses. But they get a chance at redemption or revenge against the Greensburg. Greensburg beat them last year in the, in the first round of the sectional. Um, Charlestown is uh you know they had they had some bad luck recently where their their sophomore quarterback Clay McClellan who was having a breakout year he uh, broke his collarbone I believe and, and he's out for the season now so uh, Chase Benner said to go back to quarterback the senior so 
you know, I, I think they should have a good shot to beat Greensburg. Then after that, they would have to play uh, uh, Lawrenceburg. So that that would be a big game. But uh, I definitely like their chances this Friday night. Talking uh, high school football, the sectionals begin on Friday night with Josh Cook. In sectional uh, 39, that's a 2A sectional. We have two local teams, Providence 4-5 and five on the year. With a couple nice halftime comebacks in the second half, uh, they take on Switzerland County, who's just 2-6 and six on the season. That game is on the road. I think Providence has a chance to win at least one in the postseason. They would take on the winner of Union County or Paoli. Paoli pretty good this year at 5-2 and two, uh, in the semifinal round. But I think there's been some good moments here recently for Coach McDonald and the Pioneers. Yeah, they've, they've had, you mentioned the, the two big comebacks, second-half comebacks they've had, which have been which are very nice. They won two. They won two straight, and then they lost to North Harrison last week. But uh, yeah, go on the road to uh, Switzerland County this week. I think that is a that is a winnable game for them. Um, Providence has that streak of they've played in four consecutive sectional finals. Um, last year they they um, they had one of their sectional games canceled due to COVID, but uh, uh, you know that helped them get there. But uh, you know, like you said. They'll probably play Paoli in the second round, which would be a good game. And then uh, in the bottom of that bracket, you've got Mitchell at Clarksville, which which should be uh, which should be a competitive game. Should be a good game. You know, Robert Lamar has had just a, just an unbelievable season, led the state in rushing, and uh, you know he's coming off just a, an unbelievable game when he ran for 307 yards and six touchdowns against Rock Creek. So you know we'll see if he can he can do something close to that against Mitchell. Uh, it should be uh, it should be really competitive game uh Clarksville hasn't won a sectional game since uh 2013 or 14 I believe so you know they're they're looking to uh looking to end that streak this week and you know I think they should have a chance to do so Josh you know as this regular season is now in the books I, I want to take a look at some guys that have had outstanding years and I'm not sure that there's anyone that's had a better year than Trey Shane at Silver Creek I read in your story six touchdowns last Friday night, four of them in the first quarter as Silver Creek absolutely dominated just a very uh, not a good Corden team this year, 61-7 the final score. I think most people when they hear the name Shane in our area uh, think about good basketball players and good shooters, and Trey is that as well. His father Scott and his brothers at South Central were really noted shooters and scorers at the small school level back some years ago when they went through. But Trey is really breaking out in the sport of football. That very well could be, and I think will be, where he plays uh, or what he does in college. And what a season, Josh, that he has had for the Dragons this year. Yeah, just just a great season. Uh, and that that Corden game, you know, he, he scored the scored the six touchdowns and. He only touched the ball eight times, so that's that's pretty impressive because he had two rushing touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns, and he had a punt return for a TD and a kickoff return for a TD. So yeah, just just crazy uh, crazy statistics in that game for Trey. But yeah, he said it's had a great year. Uh, you know, run the ball. He can run the ball. He can catch the ball. So um, I, I think football is is what he wants to pursue in college, uh, and he should have a good shot at it. You know, he's 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 also a good basketball player, as you mentioned, but uh, I think football is is what he loves at this point. So, uh, yeah, it, it's 
he's done some great things and uh, look forward to seeing what he can do uh, in the postseason. This segment on local sports brought to you by Major League Shirt Company. They can help you if you're looking to raise money for your team or event. Let Major League Shirt Company's online fan stores work for you. You can outfit fans and raise money with very little effort. Major League even does all the sorting. All you've got to do is cash the check. Find out more about this program at Major League Shirt Company's website, mlshirtco.com. That's mlshirtco.com. Josh, football's fun to talk about when it gets time for the postseason especially, but I think we've got to spend a few moments here today talking about some other fall sports that are in postseason action as well. Lots of volleyball successes for some of our local teams on Saturday night at the sectional championship round, and we've got some uh, local teams moving on to regionals, which would be two matches in one day, two games in one day, a morning semifinal and an evening championship game. Uh, We'll see if we have any locals come out again in this round of volleyball play. Yeah, uh... Silver Creek and Floyd Central won sectional titles uh, last week. Um, for Silver Creek, it was the fifth in a row, and and for uh, Floyd Central, you know, it was a, a big five set victory over Providence um, to, to end uh, Providence's big sectional streak. So, uh, hats off to to Bart Powell and, and uh, his girls. They, uh, they they play Castle uh, this this Saturday in the first semifinal of the Bloomington North uh, Regional. So that 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 should be a good game. Castle's only lost twice. Uh, but but Floyd should have a shot there, and then uh, uh, Silver Creek plays at the Charlestown Regional, which which is good for for Silver Creek fans. You know, the uh, girls basketball team played in the Charlestown Regional last year, so maybe the uh, volleyball team can can get some of that magic and uh, have a good run. But they have a, they have a tough game against Bar Reeve in the first one. Um, Bar Reeve's the defending Class A state champ, but they uh, moved up to 3A this year due to, due to the success factor, so that should be a competitive game. And then if uh, Silver Creek wins, they would play Evansville Memorial most likely in the championship game. So, um, you know, both both teams should have a shot at, at winning regional titles, I think. Let's go back and talk about Floyd Central in the 4A sectional championship. I've mentioned this a few times this week. They played at Providence. Providence, obviously a 2A school that's playing up because of the success factor, uh, and we all know what Coach Perica and Providence Volleyball have done here the last number of years, 10 sectionals in a row, and all sorts of additional success in the postseason. For Coach Powell's Highlanders to go to Providence, even though Floyd Central has a very quality club, and win on the road against a young Providence team, that was still a big statement win in volleyball locally. Yeah, definitely. Big big win, uh Providence, I looked it up earlier this year, I think it had won close to 80 consecutive matches against teams from Clark wow. and Floyd County, dating back to dating back to 2012, I believe, when uh, Floyd beat them last time. So, yeah, just an incredible streak and incredible run by Terry and, uh, and her team uh, and her program. So, But, yeah, Floyd Central has, hasn't won uh, sectional since 2016 uh, because of Providence moving up to 4A, so. You know, it was, that was a big victory for them. And, uh, you know, they, they've had a great season. Um, they've, and they've got, a, they've got a very solid team. And I expect, uh, I expect them to be competitive, uh, if not come out of that, come out of that uh, regional on Saturday. They played Castle once already, and they lost 2-1 to one in, in, three, in a three-setter. So, you know, I, I think they should, they, they'll have a shot there. Someone just texted me and said, uh, you're going to talk any soccer today. We've got to give a shout-out to Providence, the boys and girls. 
uh, in the regional round of soccer action coming up this weekend. And, of course, the boys a year ago, Josh, won a state championship. Yeah, both of them uh, won, won regional championships last Saturday, so they'll be playing the semi-states this Saturday. Uh, the Providence girls play uh, at 1 o'clock at Seymour and uh, against the number one team in the state in Heritage Christian, so that should be a, that should be a competitive game. And then uh, the Providence boys coming off that state title, they play on uh, Saturday again against uh, – uh, they play at Evansville Central against Cascade, so they should have a shot to win, too. Absolutely. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, with me Wednesdays on the program as we talk local sports, brought to you by Major League Shirt Company. Josh, as always, thanks for the chat. Busy time for you guys, and you can read all this coverage. I should promo that as well at newsandtribune.com slash sports and, of course, in the daily print edition of the paper as well. Keep up the good work. Thanks so much. And cross-country semi-state Saturday, too. So yes. I forgot to mention that. Yes, <laughs> most most definitely. All sorts of fall stuff going on right now. That's Josh Cook on high school, local sports. And, uh, again, uh, he'll be a valuable guest for us over the next few weeks as we move through the football tournament. And guess what? Girls basketball season is underway. Next week I plan to ask Josh about uh, you know who's who in local girls basketball and uh, what teams to, to watch this 21-22 girls basketball season. And after that, the boys' season will be uh, on tap as well. That's going to wrap things up for this Wednesday edition of the program. Don't forget, you can always catch us as a podcast. We're available on Apple Podcast and SoundCloud and so many other platforms where you may listen to your podcast. Just search for The Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You can click subscribe. You can listen to us for free every afternoon if you can't join us live uh, during the program. And give us a rating or review on Apple Podcast if you would. Uh, that'll help us connect with others that might be interested in a radio show and a podcast that's about IU sports and of course southern Indiana happenings here sports wise locally also and don't forget each day we love to hear from you the Thornton's text line is always open at 502-414-1450 back with you Thursday the great Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall joins me to talk IU basketball and more this is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison